Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Yahweh, be to that seed, right? 
Yahweh bless you there. Seer, Israel, of seed royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Bless you, Seer. <coughs> uh, see, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, do the sound like you wide eyed, bushy tail, ready to kind of do your father's and dust says, Yahweh, you know, and live inside the temple is um, another young lion called Bo Micaiah Israel. You can look at it. I want, I want hands on, no doubt about it. So, Bo Micaiah. Live inside of Camp One, Tribe of Jack God Judas. Jack God be there, see right. Jack God bless you there. There is real. Oh, see right. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. It's all about. So uh, we gonna make a. You know we got. You know because we had a couple statements that was made in the class. We just we um we attended today. Listen up to Moe Hill do some tall talking. And so what we want to do, we want to examine some things that we heard, but, but before we examine anything, we see we bring Hill and Mr. Tibbs Israel to tell you all about this broadcast. And then we'd be able to take it from there. We made it piggyback off of, on his lead. So let's find our Hill, Mr. Tibbs Israel, see Ryan. I'm going to bring him in and see what do we have. Well, not see what he has. We know he's always going to bring something. Yahweh led to the four feet. And remember, all feet day starts at 730. And like tomorrow, we're supposed to no class, but, but it's a feast day. So that means the class is on. See, the only... Reason we would not be on Tuesday is because it'd be a regular Tuesday. But Tuesday tomorrow is a high day. It's a feast day of our leavened bread. So we so we'll be we ready to do our part on the fifth day, sixth day, and the seventh day. We ready to do our part when we come down to dust and Jacques. So tomorrow is seven thirty, you tune in. And you get right back on the hearing it all over the world on this international radio broadcast over 900,000 plus and strong and growing, according to the WCC. But like you told me, we're not going to tell you the actual count, but we'll tell you close enough because we don't want you to get the big head. We're not getting the big head anyway. We know these days are going to come anyway. And we know one thing, millions, millions and millions We'll be lined up behind the six anointed camp sooner or later. That's why it's very important to understand one thing. It's time now to roll your sleeves up, throw your brick in for land, school, banquet, all. But they can come all over the world and sit down at the six anointed camps of voices of the two Israelites and learn the word of Yahweh. That's 
elder Mr. Tibbs Israel. Uh, you on the clock, so whatever you got to tell this national audience on the fourth day of unleavened bread, the flow is yours. I'm just going to run back and drink me some hot air with tea. You on the clock, come out. Well, once again, Yankwa bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. As you say, among a cast of over 900,000 listeners. And that's a good thing. And uh, today, unfortunately, we had to put away one of our uh, animals. And um, that was kind of sad. Reminded me of a verse in Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 10. And when I read that, it says, A righteous man, regardless of the life, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. You know, when we have an animal that's close to us, just like Adam did in the garden, he treated all his animals with kindness and gave them names. Basically, we do the same thing. So we've got regard our animals as part of the family. But anyway, we learn a lot of things here in this ministry. And the first thing we learn is about the word of Yahweh. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, Christianity, and people using loud bump the dumbs contests for righteous learning. And you see that quite a bit. So we welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to you live and open to you always exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost, about Yahweh's Word and learning how to connect the books as you often see in our program. Learning about your health, foods you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days, such as what we're doing now. And we do all this because you have not. This information that you all came to seek and have to look no further, because you've now found it in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yahweh. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, this is the time. But on the high day, like today, it's generally different. Because our regular Sabbath day, the top part, is Friday. The current time of that class starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and the online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Now, we also have a website address. To use this, just send it on any one of your smart devices, trybeyazda.com. After click enter, just under the big line, you will see some choices. One of the choices will be ties and offers. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, on any other device, you might see menu. But still, after choosing that, you'll still see choices. And doing so, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, you tenants of the people. Give unto the aqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, so always remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give, according to the Bible scriptures we read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and read once again in the book of Hebrews, 
chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh Rai, and also the building of the school, which is very well needed. And we're currently working on this advanced teaching methods now in our school. Our banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. Also while there, we do have a calendar. Check that calendar will help you keep in tune with the feast days that come to us throughout the year. And also we have a live program. This is available during our live broadcast time. To get there, just enter three words, Yahweh Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadda. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. <coughs> now, we also have a few numbers you can call with Yahweh in mind. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other being 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave those messages on scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six nine camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, remember, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you to just hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. You can also order what we know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here. Your email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. As you might imagine, he's usually pretty busy with the WCC, that New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar there, and answering many memos, as most of us have seen. And even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use that international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, remember, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will just hear a discouraging dial tone. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch the entire show after 1030 by entering three words. Yahweh Radio Live. And after you click on it, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadah. Just choose the program that you were late logging into, or at that point, any previous day that you would like to listen. Now, during our normal broadcast, we're usually simultaneously transmitting on Teltalk. Looks like we have to push some buttons to get that Teltalk working. But anyway, the Teltalk can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or computer. Just download the Teltalk app, and we will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Two Israelites, Tribe of Yadav. You'll find a room will hold 50 or more listening participants. For Yahweh's Word, we'll also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer those on-the-table topics we've discussed. During our broadcast will be the elder Mr. Tibbs, Israel, along with Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if Rock Talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Talk Talk. 
But for the listening members, when we're given the scriptures to read by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion, as we're reminded in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. So we can start to listen to these things that are fun to keep these scriptures in mind. We'll pass our program back over to our seer Israel and say how we all right, I am a hallelujah for this is the fourth day of the feast called Unleavened Bread. This is the fourth day of the feast of Unleavened Bread. All six locations open and it's all about what he got written in his Bible. So we was at a couple of classes today and and some of the elders of the class made some statements, and I said, what I'll do, I can't respond. What I'll do, I respond, I respond on, the, on the run at the class of the feast called our living bread. So I, I'm a great note-taker. So we'll leave it like that, and we'll see which way it goes. So let's see if we... Thinking the young lion, Brother Micaiah, looked down at that of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. And let's see what we can get out of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. For the Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you are to say. That's right. And that very same hour, it would teach you what you ought to say. So, we tell you all the come past take notes. Uh, Sister E, I'm out of Kentucky, take notes. Yeah. Spread, spread that table all the way out, Sister M, out of Kentucky. And just take some notes. Because one thing about it, there's no accident in Yahweh. Everything Yahweh is already it's orchestrated through Yahweh. Everything is going on today is orchestrated through Yahweh. And if the time appointed, Yahweh make his move. We just got to answer to the call when he makes the calling to us. We got to recognize we're hearing his voice when he's making a call. So it's nothing accident. Matter of fact, I need a priest if I'm show you that. Everything is already orchestrated by the mighty one. So it's no accident. Oh, you ain't accident done nothing. Everything is already ordained since the foundation of the world. So, uh, so tight. Yes, yes, sir, sir. Exactly. In the book of Ecclesiastes, oh, wait a minute. Let's see, Mother East. Mother East said, hey, sir, I'm, I'm, I'm in on cake number four. Mother East, tribe of God, do the Hallelujah, Allah. Mother East, look and see. I, I want to be in on cake number four. You know, I'm, I'm short and stature, but when it comes down to the word of God, well, I preach the ceiling. <laughs> no doubt about it. Hey, Mother East, try to y'all God. Y'all watch BJSC, Roy. God bless you, Israel, of C. Roy. Hallelujah, Lord. 
with the young lion, Brother Micaiah, in that book called, that read book called The Prologue. There's something I want to bring out in the prologue a little bit later. But Sister Judy, in the 46th chapter of Isaiah, can you help those see out in verse 9 and 10 what that say? Sister Judy, what that say that we can read in the 46th chapter of Isaiah? And, and Sister M, make sure you take notes. Get prepared, but one day out of Kentucky, you're going to be hollering that microphone and Y'all probably might put a spread on you to stop a camp out that way. You don't know. What you got to do is uh, spread some books out, get all the cliches right according to the scriptures, and we'll be all right. So damn, I'm out of Kentucky. Take note. One day you might be called on to fill in, and you got to hit the floor running at a time appointed. Nothing but some dust bags, y'all, no stumbling, bumbling around. So keep a pad. One day you'll be on the clock. Sister Judith, 46, 9 and 10 says what? I ain't hearing that. Hey, hey, Mother E, pick, pick it up, Mother E. Pick up that, um, out there, 46, 9 and 10. We'll let the young line grab that 12, 15 through 19 of the book of Exodus. So pick that up, Mother E. As he is, chapter 46, 9 and verse 10. As he is, chapter 46, verse 9 and verse 10. Verse 9. Remember the former things of old. For I am Yahweh, there is none else. I am Yahweh, and there is none like me. Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning, and the former and time, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, Mother, he called in from the beginning. So ain't nobody stumbled up on this broadcast. Nobody, no, it don't work like that. Everything is orchestrated by Yahweh all over the world. And, and the time says it is voices of the two is like time. It's our time now. So we don't have to unlay the foundations that have been set and sing it out all over the world, and then this ministry needs all the help they can get on doing so. So be a part of this ministry, but you got to make sure you saying all the right things, how you saying the right things, that you can read and precept. Got to be able to read it, then precept it with no problem whatsoever. So now, for a title, in the book called Exodus 12, verse 1, 2, 15 down to verse 19. Can you have to see out before we uh, make a make a turn with the young line inside the camp one? We can make a little flip flop and make a, 
a change real quick. So in Exodus 12, 1, 2, 15 down to verse 19 now, can you have to go stay out there, Brother Titus, you're on the clock, come on. Brother Titus, you're on the clock there. Exodus chapter 12, verse number 1, 2, 15 down to verse 19, come on. The second book of the heavenly tablets, the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Skip down verse 15 and 19. Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1 reads, And Yahweh spake to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2, This month should be unto you the beginning of months. It should be the first month of the year to you. Verse 15, Seven days should you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day, should you put away living out of your houses, your temple, your body. Whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul should be cut off from Israel. Verse 16. Then the first day, there should be a righteous gathering. And on the seventh day, there should be a righteous gathering. To you, no matter of work, should be done and done. Say that which every man or woman must eat, that only may be done of you. Verse 17. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this same day have I brought your army out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, should you observe this day in your generation at an ordinance forever. Verse 18. In the first month, hallelujah, in the first month, on the 14th day of the month at evening, to eat unleavened bread until the 1 and 20th day of the month at evening. Verse 19. Seven days should there be no leaven found in your houses, body, temples. Whosoever eateth that which is leaven, even that stone should be cut off from the congregation of Israel. Whether he be a stranger or born in the land. All right. Yeah. You taking your bread? This thing is called the feast of unleavened bread. You must eat unleavened bread for seven days. You have a right to gather from the first day and the seventh day. You may eat that you wear that your white garments and you told me where you're food on it. You can bring it on it. So, now we're clear that we still be on the fourth day right now. The fourth day of unleavened bread. And what, and what do you mean by take out the house? You is the house you're talking about. Now, right. And Hebrews 5 there, talking about Titus. Here, go see how Hebrews chapter 5. Let's see if you read Titus and what the priest says. See, the house is talking about is you. And he's talking about asking your neighbor, can you keep my living until these seven days is up? No. The house is you. In Hebrews chapter 5, can you help me out there? Going to the book of Hebrews. Yes. Yeah. Book of the Israelites. What? Chapter 5. 
Yeah, verse 1. Verse 1 reads, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men, saved pertaining to Yahweh, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for his sin.
come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't number one, but well, that's close enough for what we got to do right now. That's close enough, you know, Ryan. We'll come and pin the kill on a little bit later, but that's 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 a, a precept with that to help to help deal with that, but that's not what we want. But we'll get it later. But now we don't leave that long. I want I want to go into something I want to go into because okay. not that I was disturbed when I finished the class today. I'm never disturbed because like I said, you know, I expect all things to happen. I know one thing is going to practice. And keep it going, you're going to skip a little bit. And then we skip a little bit to see if God is supposed to bring it up. So, I'm not going to be a little bit. I'm not going to be a little bit. I'm not going to be a little bit. I always remember one thing. I'm with you when you all right with me. Let's go to Second Corinthians, y'all. Make that Second Corinthians side. Second Corinthians five, one one down forty five. Not only that, we got to take notes. Then we got to each pay our neighbors to go over things because everything in the Bible has precepts. And this ministry is about precepts and it gives you the, the true definition and understanding of everything and the origin of what's to come from. Ourselves and our loved ones to be in that number at, at a time of form. Chapter 12, verse 5, 1 down to verse 5. Now, watch this. Now, we go to 2 Corinthians 5, 1 down to verse 5. What do you say? The book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, 1 down to verse 5. Verse 1 reads, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of Yahweh. And house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Mm-hmm. Verse 2. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. So now you see different and we're talking about now. Now you know you ain't no building doing no groaning. You're doing a groan. And we groaning for the same thing going to be. We groaning in ourselves. I gotta get a precept out of that. Let me get a precept out of that. Sometimes you get up on tomorrow. I need a precept out of that. Uh, Sister Judas. Hey, Sister Judas, I need a precept out of that. In the eleventh chapter, a book called Saint I need a precept out there to make that even sound good. Okay. The Bible makes everything sound good if you know how to precept your Bible. Because he'll give you a precept. Now, I'm going to do a precept of what we're on right now. And 
the 11th chapter. In the 11th chapter of St. John, St. John chapter 11, I want to preach another. If anybody finds for me, we don't tip the hand it's in the 11th chapter on what we're talking about. Showing you that, that they grown in a in that tabernacle, they they done some holding and growing. And we said, and we said that um, it's a precept in St. John. Well, now we got to we got to go peep at that St. John chapter. But I want to step out of that. See, remember one thing: when you pick up your body, you ask what we know.
and that has shut down all the game sales, the precepts. So now we know, he said, put the leaven out your house because of the groaning, and the groaning is in yourself. Is that it? In himself. Is that right? Hallelujah. Is that what we're reading? Hallelujah. Finish up, mother. Finish that verse up. That was it. You want to go to the next? Okay. You know we got a part on this ministry, so I get excited every now and then. So, uh, I guess what it is. 1138, Coming to the grave, it was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Mm-hmm. But, but, but what was he doing, mother? And that thirty eight. Yeah, what was okay. he doing again? Y'all was there for again, grown. Grown. Well. Well. And himself. In himself. Oh. He was groaning in himself. Hallelujah. So that was not, come on back to that second Corinthians there, young man. Hallelujah. Now we know we're talking about, don't be putting out, don't try to put nothing in your car. Close your mouth. You got to close your mouth for seven days of unleavened bread. Your body, your body. Last night, let's take all the rest of that. We ain't going that direction. So that's the, that's the temple we're talking about is your body. Because Yahweh was groaning in himself. Right? Hallelujah. Well. All right, finish it up over here. All right, coming back to Sack Richards chapter 5, picking up at verse number 3, down to 5. Verse 3 reads, If so be that then cloth, we shall not be found naked. Verse 4. For we that are in this tabernacle, do grow. That's right. We do grow. Being, being burdened, not for that we wouldn't be unclothed, but cloth upon. <laughs> the mortality might be swallowed up of life. Verse 5. Now he that hath wrought us for the self-same thing that is Jacques, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the spirit. So, so, again, all that means is we talk about make sure don't put nothing in Mark 15, Mark 15, verse 25. Let's make it plain. Mark 15, verse 35. Mark, yeah. 35. 45. Well, that was to the book of Mark. Chapter 15, verse 45. The book of Mark, chapter 15. We pick it up at verse 45. 45 reads, And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. So that's what we're talking about, the body. So don't put no leaven in your body. Don't put no leaven in your body for the remainder of the seven days of the feast of unleavened bread. We're talking body, not taking out your house. 
put it in your garage or, or give it to your neighbor to have trouble because he's going to tap your letters at the cradle in him in the middle of the night. And you say, look, hey, he has a pretty good old letter over there that I'll put up in him. I think y'all give me a shell of that letter. Look, we'll take care of it. We'll place it back before the time come up. Anything might come up. May not be the place of that. Talk about your body. Close your mouth on 11 for the next seven days. All right, good enough. Now I'm going to go and turn the tables for a minute because I was basically got to, I didn't get disturbed, but I already know that when we show up in any camp, we know that it's always a teaching moment that we have to teach. Always a teaching moment that we got to teach. No doubt about it. In a race, you are a virus. You destroy the world. Everything beautiful poison. You drag us from our homes. You make our daughters murder our sons. You crack our spines and do all you can to break our will. You stab us, and you put the knife in our hand and tell us it's our fault. Hmm. And if you don't do it yourself, you stand by, close your eyes, and pretend there's nothing wrong. And then you pray to your God to silence our spirit so that we can enjoy the happiness that we both feel without a blood. But it's not your fault. It's the only way you know how to be. And the only way will change anything. And up to you what you do to us. And I hope that happens. Somebody was called a virus because this nation destroys everything in there and they destroy your mind. They destroy your mind, they have you doing Easter, they talk to bad folks, they have you put a smoke in your face, they have you thinking that it's one way and it's the other way. That's all this but and second Thessalonians second Thessalonica um title. Yes sir. In chapter one, six and ten, now he says doing what you're doing, but I hope another virus comes. And take care of you. If you are virus, if the only thing going to stop you is another virus. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to precept that and find out what virus that he was talking about. The only thing going to stop this guy from doing what he's doing is a virus got to hit him. So in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 16, can you have to see out? Let's see, let's see what, what he's saying that we can read in Scripture about a 
virus that the only thing going to slow this man down is the virus. Chapter 7 on your chapter 1, pick down to verse 10. You on the clock, you on my brother Titus, come on. The book of Second Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 6 to 10. Second Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 6. Read. See, it is the righteous thing with Yahweh to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Verse 7. Unto you who are troubled, rest with us. When Yahweh the Son should be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Verse 8 reads. And flame and fire take vengeance on them that know not Yahweh and that obey not the covenant of our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son. Verse 9. To be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of Yahweh and from the glory of his power. Verse 10. When he took up to be glorified in his sake and to be admired, and all this that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, he says, the last thing that God will recompense tribulation on them that Israel in all nations. It's 
Otherwise, not a grain will not be accounted for. Meaning, we know exactly where you at. Whatever you own, he knows exactly where you at, what you're doing right now. He knows. I call him in from the beginning. Now, we could examine some of this good stuff right now by going to the pull-off on page 70, how you will really a book. Unless you got the whole complete 16, 11, or 80 books. You can all look at by young line at the real book on page 70. And I'm going to do a little teaching because from what I heard today, but I want to make sure you understand that what Yahweh is saying. And on page 70, called uh, The Wisdom of Yahweh's Tongue, no, The Wisdom of. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In this case, that's right. Right. The wisdom of Hoshea, the son of Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. Pick up on the right side with that prologue. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's read down. And, and, and we're going to learn some. Take notes out there, Kentucky. Take, take a lot of notes on this right here. So we're going to learn something on the way of learning something. Let's see who says on the right side. Let's get a prologue. Come on. All right. Read from the Torah, the book of Torah, reading the prologue. The wisdom of Hoshea, the son of Torah. The prologue of the wisdom of Hoshea, the son of Torah, read. Whereas many and great things have been delivered unto us by the law. Yes. In the city. Yes. And by others that have followed their steps. That's right. For the which things Israel ought to be commanded for learning and wisdom. And whereof not only the readers must needs become a skillful, become skillful themselves, but also they that desire to learn be able to profit them, which are without. Mm-hmm. Both by speaking and writing. Uh-huh. My grandfather, Hosea, when he had much given himself to the reading of the law and the seers and the other books of our fathers, and had gotten therein good judgment, was drawn on, on also himself to write something pertaining to learning the learning in wisdom. To the intent that those which are desirous to learn and are addicted to these things might profit much more in living according to the law. Wherefore, let me entreat you to read it with favor and attention and to pardon us, wherein we may seem to come short of some words. Which we have labored to interpret. For the same things uttered in Shemitic tongue, Hebrew, polluted word for the Shemitic tongue, and translated into another tongue, have not the same force in them. And not only these things, but the law itself. 
and the Sears and the rest of the book have a small difference. When they are spoken in their own language. Good. So now we're going to say, he's saying now about time, about time you get a hold of this thing right here. The original language was phonetic. Mm-hmm. Now called Hebrew, and you got Latin, Greek, Latin, English. Mm-hmm. By, by the time a word gets to you in your language, it'll have been a lost before. I mean, the proper meaning of it is gone. So by the time it gets to you, if you're not knowing what this one word says in Hebrew, and the one word is knowing its true name. Its true name is the four letters in phonetic called Hebrew. But by the time it gets out of that, it falls off so bad that it don't even make no sense. So when you're not calling on the true name and try to call it by another name, it loses its it's for the same thing other is not the same for us. Is that what it said? That's what it said. Repeat that again because that's better for it. Because see, a lot of times, you know, you you would say, well, it doesn't make no difference about what name you use because we speak um, Latin, Greek, and English. But according to what we read right now, it is a great difference to know the name that he's going to respond to. So pick it right back up at where it says, yeah, pick it up, yeah, right. For the same things uttered in Hebrew, polluted word for the Semitic tongue, and translated into another tongue, have not the same force in them. And not only these things, but the law itself, in the tears, in the rest of the book, have no small difference when they are spoken in their own language. You see that? So it means a great thing to understand certain things that's in the original tongue. And in Zephaniah 3, verse 8 through 10, let's see what he, what he wants you to make sure if you don't get nothing else right, you get this right. We're going to Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 8 down to verse 10. So, now you see what he's saying? So, because we speak the tongue of English, Greek, Latin, by the time you look at his name in your tongue, it has lost the power, the meaning to it. Well, we don't speak that language. We don't either. But one thing about it, you told the seer in Zephaniah chapter 3, 8 through 10, saying what? The book of Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 8, 9, and verse 10. Verse 8 reads, Therefore wait you upon me, says the Yahweh, until the day that I rise up to the prey. For my determination is to gather the nations, that I may assemble the kingdom to pour upon them my indignation, even all my fierce anger, for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. 
verse 9. For then will I turn to the people a pure language that they may call, that they may all call upon the name Y-H-W-H, Yahweh, to serve him with one consent. Verse 10. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my suppliant, even the daughter of my dispersed, to bring my offering. So one thing he's saying, we know that you are going to lose the tongue. But one thing he's telling you plainly, mm. of all the work, one thing you've got to have right mm-hmm. is his name. Mm-hmm. His name is the four letters. It's in the written song called Phonetic. They call Hebrew. And all the rest, and all you got to do is make sure you, you got that name right, and you keeping that law. Mm-hmm. You keeping that law, and that law is making sure you're doing what he's saying in his book. I, I guarantee you, you get into the kingdom. So, never say, because you speak English or Latin or Greek, we can call them by whatever name they gave you in English, Latin, and Greek. No, you lose the full force of that name by calling anything other than a somatic way of Yahweh. Y-H-W-H. Now we're going to the book of Jubilee. Now let's, let's bag that up. We'll pay 58 there, Brother Kaya. We're going to bag that up. So one thing about it, when you know your responsibility just as Yahweh, you got to be, you got to make sure you're clear that the world will make their move. And long as you're not using that proper name, you feed the virus. And then that what we just got to read, he said that he said he said now he said the man told him to say something. Say something. Okay. He said, You want me to say something? He said, I'll say something. No, he said. He said, you want me to say something? I will say something. You are a virus. It's from the world. Everything beautiful in poison. You drag us from our home to rape our daughters, murder our son. Crack our spine and do all you can to break our will. You stab us. Then you put the knife in our hand and tell us it's our fault. And if you don't do it yourself, you stand by, close your eyes, and pretend there's nothing wrong. And then you pray to your God to silence our school so that you can enjoy the happiness that we don't feel.
they hook up and they're alone. So he said, you change things. You take the, the meaning out of things and it have no more part to it. You know that the true name is the four letters Y-H-W. You will go out your way it's called the four letter man, Lord God, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, Harry, Krishna, and any other name. Knowing you have destroyed the force of the name. You're violent. And you pass it on to Christianity. Huh? But you lost the force of the name. Now, with that understanding, now we're going to Jubilee 12. Verse 25 and 26. Now, we, now we just going to lay some foundation. Because like I said, yeah, we visited a couple of camps today. And, you know, it didn't disturb me, but I feel like I'll respond to that question. It's very important to know the name, but you got to know the name the way it is at its strength. Jubilee 12, 25, 26, Brother Makai, The book of Jubilee, chapter 12, verse 25 and verse 26. Yes. Verse 25 reads, yes. And the Yahweh said, Open his mouth and his ears, that he may hear and speak with his mouth, with the language which, which has been revealed. For it has ceased from the mouth of all the children of men from the day of the overthrow of Babel. 26. And I opened his mouth and his ears and his lips, and I began to speak with him in the Hebrew, polluted word for Shemitic, in the tongue of the creation. In the tongue of what? Of the creation. That's not the See, Hebrew is the tongue of the creation. So we'll just do it that way because the bottom line is we got over hundred over nine thousand people in that in that society. So although Hebrew is blue for phonetic, the tongue to alphabet. That's the tongue that he gave to Abraham. So so that means when every time Abraham called on him he called on him by the name of the tongue of the creation. That's Hebrew. Correct. So that means he used the proper name to address his mighty one in Hebrew, which is Y-H-W, Yahweh. Because if you know he called any other name, he's going to lose the, the force of the meaning. Is that what you got to read? Hallelujah. Wow. Do you read that? Hallelujah. Uh, so it lose the force. So when you call it by another name because you speak another language, you lose the force of that name. Is that what we read? That's what we read. All right. Let's go to Acts 21, verse 37 and 40. Okay. Now, all of us can't say, live and well. It's looking real good because, like I said, again, we said we're going to touch on it once we um, get situated because it ain't no accident. You can't compromise. You can compromise on anything else. But if you're not calling by a dumb name, you lose the force 
by calling him by the Latin version, the Greek version, or the English version of his name, you lose the support. Otherwise, you weaken yourself, not him. You weaken yourself. And the one name don't get you salvation. Acts 21, 37 and 40. This is good. The book of Acts, chapter 21, verse 37 and verse 40. 37 reads, And as Paul was to be led into the castle, he said unto the chief captain, what? May I speak unto you? Can I speak unto thee? What did he say? Who said, Can you speak Greek? He said, Can you speak Greek? Verse 40. What? And when he had given him license, Paul stood on the stairs and beckoned with a hand unto the people. Unto the people. And when there was made a great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew, polluted away for the Shemitic tongue, saying. So we just can read like the other talk about mine and doing some edifying now. So, he asked Paul, can you speak Greek? Paul spoke, can speak Latin, Greek, and his native tongue, Hebrew. He was very astonished at Paul. Paul, you can speak my language? Yeah, I can speak your language. Yeah, God bless me, speak all the language. But but he but he said something that we can read. Hey, hey Mother E, he said something that we can read. Let me get a free step on that. I need to get a priest up on that, mother. He said he said something in the 14th chapter of Corinthians that we can read. He probably said that, mother. And and what did he say with a precept? You want to precept a word that he said in the 14th chapter of Corinthians. Why did he say that, mother? Now, he is struggling because he has to, you know, but he did say something. What he say in verse 25? Before you read 25, 14, 25, read verse, um, read verse, and just read the way you see it, that mother, because we're doing a little edifying right now. In the 14th chapter, verse 19 and 25. How about that? Oh, 1 Corinthians 14, 19 and 25. If read where you see it, oh, see it. He'll put, he'll put a little dramatic on it if, if it needs be. Come on. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 19 and verse 25. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 19. Yet in the congregation, I heard brother speak five words with my understanding. Then by my voice, I might teach others also. Then 10,000 words in a unknown tongue. Okay. Verse 25. And and thus are the secret of his mind made manifest. And so 
falling down on his face, he will worship Yahweh and repent that Yahweh is in you of a truth. Mm-hmm. So he says, I'm going to say five words and 10,000 words that I ain't getting no profit in it, you know. So, you know, that was just said. So we leave that out here. So Paul now, he knows he's in front of the children of Israel. So he knows to reach the children of Israel, he got to speak the tongue they understand. I mean, clearly. In the tongue, the children of Israel understood why Yahweh was back in heaven. But what tongue again, Brother Makai in 2140? What tongue was that? All right. Going back over to the book of Acts, chapter 21, verse 40. Verse 40 reads, the book of Acts, chapter 21, verse 40. And when he had given him license, Paul stood on the stairs and beckoned with the hand of the people. And when there was made a great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue, saying. In the Hebrew tongue. So he spoke in the Hebrew tongue. And 22, 1 and 2 says what? Acts 22, 1 and 2. Let's see what happens. Book of Acts, chapter 22, verse 1 and verse 2. Mm-hmm. Verse 1 reads, Men, brethren, and fathers, hear you my defense which I make now unto you. Verse 2. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silent. And he said. Yes. So, so when... Paul was speaking to them in their native tongue. They from Abraham all the way to the closing of the book. The children of the book spoke Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. But the majority of them we just reading right now spoke and understood the Hebrew language. So Paul couldn't call but one name to them to get their attention. Mm-hmm. And that's what Paul left. Why he's judging it. And they were listen real good. In 26, chapter, verse 1 and 2. 26, 1 and 2, they came in 14. So now we're clear. Paul was speaking directly to them, not in Greek, not in Latin, and not in English. So he was not, because English wasn't even thought about the 449. That's like about close to 500 years after, whatever, 400 years after the Bible was closed. So it was no certain words as what they have popped up on, up on you today, Lord God and Jesus and Allah and Buddha. The word didn't even exist. So you have devalued the name. By calling not by the name, you have lost the contact with him by not calling him by his Hebrew phonetic name, Y-H-W-H. Hallelujah. Acts 26, 1 and 2. So one thing you don't compromise on, once you got the foundation of understanding, you read in the prologue, 
if you're not talking in the Hebrew name, it loses all force by using another tongue. You look right at YHWH and they change it to Lord God and Jesus, you just lost the force according to the prologue. Is that what we read? We read. Did you read that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now that's in the pocket for letting you know. It lose the value of the name if you can call it any other name than the name that, and this is why we got to come in and show you soundly, you must have your foundation. Don't worry about the text on the back. Worry about the understanding of Yahweh's word. You lose the value by calling them any other name than the four letters Y-H-W-H. We'll make that pull out one more, one more again to make sure because we got a lot of more have been packed all into the room on both sides. And you want to say it one more time. You don't compromise on the name because you lose the value of the name according to the plural on page 7. 26, 1, 2, 13, and 14, if you look. The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 1, 2, 13, and 14. Verse 1 reads, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, You are permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. Verse 2, uh-huh. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, yes. because I shall answer for myself this day before thee. Touching all the things whereof I am accused of Yah Dad Jew. Now listen to Now I say what Jesus first thirteen. Because I'm gonna people hear a name that has been translated from remember Paul gonna tell you what language this conversation is going on. But all of a sudden they're gonna put a name in there and let's see that you catch it. And we wanna know you go on your, on your phone. And see if this name is anywhere in Hebrew. Papa means select. You can see if the word anywhere in it. Now all you gotta do is check for yourself. So now people verse 13, you keep reading. Mm-hmm. All right. The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 13. 13 reads. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Yeah. Above the brightness of the sun, mm-hmm. shining round about me, and them which journeyed with me. Right. Verse 14. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I yeah. heard a voice yeah. speaking unto me yeah. and saying in the Hebrew tongue. What, what tongue is it? The Hebrew tongue. Oh, Hebrew tongue. Go ahead. Saul, Saul, why persecuted, why persecuted thou me? Uh-huh. It is hard for you to kick against the prince. He said, he said, why are you persecuting me now? It's hard to kick against this, this word here. You
You two for out. Let's see what happens. Let the phone your eyes and go to the The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 15 reads, And I said, Who are you, Yaqua? No, no, anybody said. Okay. And I said unto you, and I said, Who are you, Lord? Yes. And he said, I am Jesus, whom you persecuted. Lord Lord uh, Lord Jesus Christ. See that? All three of them words right there is polluted from Satan to death. Because now one of these words is in the Semitic tongue called Hebrew. Christ is not there. Lord is not there. Jesus is not there. So that's how you catch a rat just red-handed, knowing that Paul is having a conversation with his mighty one in Hebrew. It's no word today called Lord in Hebrew. It's no word today called Jesus in Hebrew is no word today called Christ in Hebrew. That's how you know it's about the world or about Yahweh's business. This is a conversation in the Hebrew tongue. You go on your phone today and look anywhere in there is the word Lord, God, Jesus, or Christ. In verse 15, you will find out there is nowhere in the Semitic tongue. Now, go out to the prologue and read one more again what that really means. Back to the prologue on page 70. I'm going to read one more time so this is where you have to make a choice. Either you do Yahweh's business or you do world's business. You have to make a choice. And on page 70, the prologue on the right hand side started doing the number from the top. This is good. All right. According to the, the wisdom of Hoshea, the son of Sarah, prologue of the wisdom of Hoshea, the son of Sarah, read, whereas many and great things have been delivered unto us by the law and the seer, and by others that have Followed his steps. For the which things Israel ought to be commanded for learning and for learning and wisdom. Wait a minute. Who, who said we'll be up on top of this right here? Israel. 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 Now, Torah tribe. You're going to be on top of this. Torah tribe. Now, that got to get a piece of Now, Torah tribe is on that. Michael. Chapter 3. Verse 1 and 2. You can preach up there, young lion, both tight. I just didn't preach up behind nothing. Michael. Yes, sir. I'm going to the book of Michael. Going to the book of Michael. Chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. The book of Michael, chapter 3, verse 1 reads, And I said, Here, I pray you, O heads of Israel, you princes of the family of Israel, is it not for you to know judgment? Verse 2. Who hate the good and love the evil, who plucked off their skin 
from off them, and their flesh from off their bones. So who holds no judgment according to Michael here, the title is the Cardinal verse 1 and 2. Who holds no judgment? The family of Israel, the twelve tribes of Israel. We both know this We both know that you know you are bloodline Israelite. You both know this. Now if you don't know it, mother, mother. Can we have to see it out in twenty one sixteen of Proverbs mother? Let's go see out in Proverbs twenty one sixteen. Congregation of the dead. Your mind will remain in the congregation of the dead because we give you the foundation that the children of Israel supposed to know the judgment. We're supposed to know how this thing comes comes out and how to get back on the right track to do nothing. And God is so important for the school, man, banquet hall and a radio station. So we can bring back all of Yahweh's ways to have him in, intervene. But he says in Second Thessalonians chapter one verse six, if a righteous thing to pay them back, that troubles you. Is that what he said? Hallelujah. Well, no, hallelujah. He said to pay all that trouble you back. They, you don't know it. So, you know one thing, but you got to be right. Because when you start paying them back, if you start to pay them, you look at, look at your ass one and he ain't looking at your skin color. He looking at your righteousness. If there's a righteous thing, he ain't no color. That's right. A righteous thing according to the book. Now, go ahead and pull off again. I'm just going to pull off. All right, we're coming back to the book of Sirach. We're going to the wisdom, the prologue of the wisdom of Hoshea. 
the son of Sarah, picking it back up. It says, and whereof not only the readers must needs become skillful themselves, but also they that desire to learn, be able to profit them which are without, both by both by speaking and writing. Uh-huh. My grandfather Hosea, Hosea, when he had much given himself to the reading of the law uh-huh. and the seer yeah. and other books of our father yeah. and had gotten therein good judgment, good judgment, which drawn on also himself to write something pertaining to learning and wisdom. Yeah. So the intent that those which are desirous to learn and are addicted to these things yes. might profit much more in living according to the law. Oh, you think you, you got a profit by living to the law? The law. Wherefore, let me entreat you. Oh, yeah. Come on, entreat me. To read it. To do what? To read it. Glory. With favor and attention. Uh-huh. And to pardon us. Wherein we may seem to come short of some words yeah. which we have labored to interpret. Uh-huh. We to interpret. For the same things uttered in Hebrew and for the same thing that in Hebrew and translated to another tongue. Then it's translated in another tongue like Greek, Latin, English. Yeah have not the same force as them. It don't have the same force as them. So if you're not calling him by his name in the Hebrew, Y-H-W-H, you are lost to what word? The force. The force. And, and, and you, know, you know what force means. That means can't up something. You don't tell nothing unless you got the right name. Jesus. That's force. If you use a group force, the way you use group force, that means you know you'll put somebody down. So when you using the Hebrew name of YHWA, that is the force. And if you use any other name, it's no force to it. It's like pouring water on tissue paper, then step on top of it and still can crack it. It still won't go for you. That's how weak you will got when you take away the name. There's no force. So there's no force in it at all unless you call him by the name. Y-H-W-A. Of course, He was telling you plainly, if you not go call on his name in Hebrew, and translated into another tongue, have not the same force in them. Go ahead. All right. And the force in them, and not only these things, and not only these things, but the law itself. But the what? The law itself. The law himself. But you want you want to say the law? It Passover means Easter. So you are you are born in. Easter. Everything's out of order. Mm-hmm. And not only these things, but the law itself in the seer. Go ahead. 
in the rest of the book. And the rest of the book. Have no small difference. It, that means it is a big thing when you're not called on that. It is a big thing when you're not calling on his name. If you want the blessing, if you want the poor, whenever you see the word Lord, God, Jesus, Allah, Christ, in the English, with a loud voice you say, Yahweh, Y-H-W-E, now you got his attention. But you are lost the force if you compromise with his name. Go ahead. All right. When they are spoken in their own language. When they are spoken in their own language. So you lose the force. Now, I'm going to go and take a look at something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope you find the missing link discovery by Wayne Chow. The missing link discovery by Wayne Chow. I'm going to show you something else. I'm going to show you something else. The missing link discovery by the Syrian tablets by E. Raymond Chow. Now, what we have learned so far, remember, if you're not calling on the name, you, you lose the force by not calling on the name. That's what I'm saying. You lose the force by not calling on the name. Now, we want to go and take a look at something on, hmm, we want to take a look at something on page You want to take a look at something. What I want to look at. On page. Let me see what I want to look at. Got so much. But I'm going to do just, just on a couple of things I want to take a look at. I'm going to take a look at a couple of things. Not much. Make it 120. Page 120. I, I, I just cut it real short. 120. Now. On page 120, there, young man, you see what it says, and an analyst of the text of the royal letter. Sir. You see what it says? Yes, sir. Let's see what it says on page 120. Now, we in, we in a missing late discovery by a historian called E. Raymond Cap. On page 120, pick it up right there in the middle. Let's read just a little bit. All right. Read for the missing link discovered in the Syrian tablets by E. Raymond Cap on page 120. And the third paragraph reads, An analyst of the text of the royal letter leads only to the conclusion that the Yemira were part of the Israelites Lost in Assyrian exile. What's the name? Gamiria was part of the Israelites. Oh. So he's a memory. 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 He's a memory
and you call them the Sumerians, what will happen here? I lost the force again. Lost the force again. <laughs> the Gamaria are identified as being exiled yeah. from another land. Uh-huh. The Gamaria appear in the very areas where the Israelites had been previously placed by the Assyrians. Right. The name Gamaria is easily derived from Kumura or Kumura, the or the recognized name for Israel. Ain't that something? You see what they do? No, that's all they do. Then from that name, it got you all up to date to African American and Negro and Because you lost the force. You that's why the name have the power. Now let's read hey, read that mother See in the name have the power. See once you're not using the name, you compromise with the name, Mother Mother E. And do and Genesis thirty two verse twenty twenty seven through twenty nine what it say. Genesis thirty two twenty seven down to verse twenty nine. This is good, Kentucky. Genesis 32, 27, down to verse 29. Mother Eve, you're on the clock, come on. Book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 27 to 29. Genesis 32, verse 27. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Verse 28, and he said, that name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with Yahweh and with man, and hast prevailed. Verse 28, 29, and Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore is it? that thou doest act after my name. And he blessed him there. He done what, Mother? What did he do, Mother? He blessed him there. He blessed him there, he blessed him there because the name of the blessing that gets your father's attention is in the name of Israel. And that's what we keep telling you all over the world. You've got to put at the end of your name Israel. Because you don't, you have lost all force. If you want to still be every other name, you can cast a check in any of them pagan names. You ain't got to do. You ain't got to ask permission to do that. Because permission from them, you ain't gonna accept it anyway. We want you to accept it according to the Bible. At the end of your name, when you communicate with people, you put Israel there. Why? Because any other name, you lose the force. And you don't have your mighty one on you. Because he's a mighty Yahweh. A force of Yahweh is your problem. So now, as long as you have to end your name and ask who are you? Well, I'm, um, I'm M. Kentucky Israel. You had M. to them out there. And when I'm Kentucky, I'm supposed to M. You be all the man you want, but at the end of it, put Israel there. Why? Because you got your father's attention. You don't want to lose the force. 
You want your father present and any of your conversation, walk and talk. So remember, any other name, you lose the part if you don't tell them your name is Israel. Is that what we read so far in your mind? Hallelujah. Well, huh? So we tell you the force is in the name of Yahweh and then understand that you are the children of Yahweh by being the children of Israel. Now look on page 121. I just want to touch on a couple more. I ain't, ain't going to be with this, but I'll get back into the scripture. So, on, i tell you what, forget that. Go to 123. Go to 123 and pick it up and say, all those. All thoughts. Let it say it in the second paragraph. Don't get what it says. It's based upon biblical and historical, historical record. I don't know. I don't know. That's it. For time's sake. All right, we're going to the Syrian, back to the Missing Links discovered in the Syrian Times. E. Raymond Cat, yes. page 123. Yes, 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 yes. Second paragraph, although the belief based upon biblical historical records that the Scythians and Sumerians and the Sumerians are descendants of the lost tribes of Israel has been held by some Bible scholars mm-hmm. for many years, uh-huh. archaeological evidence has been lacking. Yeah, you know why you do? They, you know why it's got to remain lacking. They got to call you everything. You know, what? Why can't we find no Israelite uh, archaeology deals that took y'all and put no put no body and put no name in? Got no name on you. Clearly. All right. That is no longer the case. The clay cuneiform letters found in Asher Benipal's Royal Library at Kajunjak are the missing link. Connecting the Israelites to the peoples of Western Europe. You connect the connecting the Israelites to the peoples of the Western Europe That's right. and America uh-huh. who trace their roots to the Scythians and Sumerians. Yes. Yeah. So you see, long as you don't have the record, you think you Indian and uh, colored folks and everything else? No. We will say both. All right. Both. Both. Occurring at the same time in history. No, down the down the bubble. Okay. Both. B-O-T-H. Yeah, that's uh Okay, the number one? No, but yeah. Both. You wanna piggyback while I was just reading, right? Yeah, down below. Last paragraph. Okay. Both. Okay, both mysteries. Yes. No longer exist. Go ahead. The so-called lost tribes of Israel were really never lost. Christ! You did never been lost. You never let these old bad teeth. I'll jack you up. I remember the red angels, 99. He said, everybody know where you at. 
the one that got the knowledge didn't know where to get at. You just up on the other labels that got to be peeled back to see who you really are. You didn't know it was lost. That was lost. Great. All right. They, so, they what? The so-called, you see, they only lost their identity during their captive, captivity in Assyria. Because they start putting names, labels on you, and they, they and they call you what they want to call you, and they don't spread it to the day. And now it's a lot of them want to go back and see that this. See, you get a lesson on the way of getting a lesson. Now, you always get a lesson on the way of getting a lesson. Now, brother Titus, look up the definition of a word called mouthy. N A S I. Look at the word called. Now remember, all names we once you once you do not call the name of the product according to Hebrew. Remember, you lose all the. It's like how you call it when you're cooking food or. Um, you put so much water in it that you lose the flavor to it, right? Right. Huh? You lose if you don't lose the flavor to it. Now, we're going to look at a word. Y'all mind? Go see, you get lessons on the way of getting lessons. Now, look at the definition of N A S I A. I'm going to tell you, look at the word called. N-A-G-I-D. You want to find what you want to need. Come on, young line of Titus. We want to do some teaching. We need to do a little teaching. Because we got to have this thing down right. Because it's for us to know these things. When we call by these names, and you lose the force of what the word was intended to be. What do the word in the Hebrew mean? N A S I. Let's see what it means. Nazi. 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 What does Nazi mean? The word Nazi. N A S I. In a strong concordance. Okay, Nazi. One lift it up. A chief prince. A chief prince. Leaders. Rulers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the word in okay. What language was Yahweh speaking to the people? What language was Paul speaking to the people in? Yeah. What word was used when Paul was speaking? Hebrew. And hey. Somehow. That's right. What do the word in in I not what it means in Hebrew. What do you mean? You know that, y'all, huh? Right? What's your word? Okay. In Hebrew? Okay. Nazi in Hebrew. Yeah, what, what do you mean in Hebrew? Okay, Nazi. A month ago, we went over this, uh, in advance, you know, you know, come up, you know, later, right? 
Okay, Nasir, try to find the thumb. Okay, the shark accordance. Okay, Maggie. Maggie. 
What, what song is that? The word Nag in Hebrew. Oh, in Hebrew. Now, look what it went from. From Nazi to Nagy, but it's still in Hebrew. What happened? All right. Mm-hmm. The word Nag in Hebrew means. What? Leader. Oh, it means the same. Meaning leader? Okay. Ruler. Mm-hmm. It means ruler? Okay. It means uh, chief of officer. It means chief? Commander. It means commander? Noble. Noble. Prince. Prince. Ruler. Ruler. Wait a minute. So now this word means mm. chief, prince, and noble. So now the people that had you in captivity, they no longer call you Nazi. They, the word changed to Nagi, which means the same thing in Hebrew. So they were speaking a form of Hebrew too. So the word changed to Nagy. Okay, good. All right. So now, so these same two words is intertangled with the same word as chief, leader, prince, ruler. Nagy. Leader, ruler, prince, noble. Mm-hmm. Huh? Noble. Sure. All right. All right. And as they kept on getting into trouble, they kept on getting into trouble, then we go on, as they kept slipping into darkness, now we go on and look at another word and see how I know. As they, you know, it's a song called Slipping Into Darkness. As they kept on sitting in darkness, the word kept on changing. Uh, we're going to Wap Hey Gola. R O S E H A G O L A. They got a place now called Angola that's in West Africa, right? And go. What that word means? Why pay a go? What does that word mean? So now you going on. As time went on, you will be called by another name. Like you got the space. They only now called Angola. Angola. You go on your map. You find the west coast of Africa. You find um, Angola. What that means that we can read by going into the Jewish encyclopedia? What do that mean there, young writer? Let's see what work Angola means. What that word means. All right. Uh huh. Now what that what that word means, uh Brett Titus, you found something? Huh? You want me about okay, Angola. Yeah, you knew these days was gonna come, and we gonna find out if you um what you working with, because you knew these days was gonna come. Now remember, we read it over there when Mother read uh, that if nothing, no accident, everything come by chance. I mean, all of us gonna come to the table, and you got to be prepared. Because when it come up, you go ahead and do it, and 
They get it. And, uh, and uh, let me get a verse on that.
But as long as you look at the phone and hit it and turn it and go to you will be always out of it. Always when you find someone on that phone, proofread it and write it down on your paper. Then you got it. What how go to what that word means? Come on, you hear it to me. Okay. Raha Gola. Raha Gola. Okay. Still ain't getting nowhere. I don't care how long when I get young line, they ain't they help no fear deliver. And over nine hundred thousand on international side they the young line will be ready to deliver like a young line. Pounding on the prayer. What's how I'm going? What that word means? Out of the Jewish encyclopedia that you already got in your notes. Now it's time to deliver. Who's going to deliver from me? Who's going to deliver from me? And, and I recall watching the young lions write it down in a class. They wrote it down on paper. Now I don't see a and they won't deliver for those fears. Oh, I go up what that word means. You look on your phone again. Okay. Okay. So, no, I don't want to uh, bring out the demons. Let me speak in the air. Look on this phone and bring it up. We find out it open. You see, it bring up what that word means. Yeah, Mr. Hill. R O S H dash H A dash G O L A. Hill. Mr. Hill, this way. And you look on that old. Oh, so you mean the word 
What word means what? The Rosh HaGola. So when you look on your map now, you see uh, the, uh, the Angolian. But that word really is a mean to it. It means the what? The mean what? Head of the diaspora exile, which is the title given to the head of the Babylonian Yadda Judah. You mean they in plain view or in Angola, they are the head of the one, you know, one of the biggest slave trade that that was in that west west area of Angola. You go on the map and find out, you go back and about you know, do your history. Wow, Angola, that was one of the major areas that your forefathers come of not 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 it's big because you don't know a mother kill the national and how many children of Israel that were prophesied in twenty four sixty against it. See you just think don't don't try to get everybody on the West Coast. Because that's bad teaching again. Now, Moses will tell you the prophecy, the prophecy of the children of Israel in 2460 of Genesis. Hey, Moses, what is there in 2460? Mm-hmm. Genesis chapter 24, verse 60. Yeah, what is there in 24, verse 60? And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art yeah. our sister. He died yes. the mother of thousands of me, and let the seed possess the gate of I'm those thousands of millions. A thousand of me. See, we come from a bloodline of how many mothers? Thousands of millions. Thousands of millions. So all you got come off the West Coast was at the best five to twelve million. That ain't number one percent of what we really are. See you can't bunch us all up into no sixteen nineteen. That ain't number of one, two percent at the most. We are thousands of million. And the slave trade that came out of the West Coast, they say estimated approximate wrong about at the best twelve million. That ain't but one, two percent. See? Well, those 98 percent. You have to come down to you. That's why we got to come. But we got to come with the record. So we know the war that came out and we do the research, the war that was in uh, Angola, give us the lead tribe, Judah, down there. So they knew what they were looking for on that west coast. They were looking for the noble. The uh-huh. The legal. And they called them what what, what what they call them again? They called them. They called them what name? Head of the diaspora. No, wait, wait, wait. no hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What they call them again? They would call them in Hebrew two words. One word got left in the next. 
What was it called in Angola? Not Angola. Maggie. Maggie. And that word means real, good, precious, noble, noble, princess, noble. Now we got a preacher up this right here. Princess, noble. We got to find out who this is. But they would call them member. They would call them from not English, but through the Hebrew. Y'all got it? They was calling them the of Israel came to the motherland on boats. They were not fitting in. So the one that sold them above the nations, they were not fitting in me. So they were called the one they were looking for. They were calling out what name? You know what I mean? N-A-G-I-D. Maggot. 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 And maggot means the ones you want, they are from the chief of the exile. They are the who? The leader. The leader. The leader. The leader. The leader. Uh, young line, brother Titus, read Amos 9, 9 again. Can you see, you never get told this, either, right? What are you trying to say in 9, 9 again? Amos 9, the book 9. Of Amos, chapter 9. I'll go to the book of Amos, chapter 9, verse 9. For lo, I will command, and I will swift the family of Israel among all nations, like as corn is sipped, and as the sheep. Yet why not the least grain fall upon the earth? That means not a least grain will fall on the earth. That means wherever you at, we know that you are Maggie. You are the Hebrew word for the leader, the ruler. Because when they ask for ways of N-A-G-I-D-S. Oh, you want to want the, the chief rulers of the exile? Now we're going to get this word called another word. E-X-I-L-A-R-C-H. Now who will help me out on that word? Now let's see if we, let's see if we get uh, our answer on that word. See, remember, the world knows who you really are, but you don't know. You be looking for a name they call you today, but you don't know how to trace the words back and see what the proper meaning of them words is. And guess what they're going to do? It's going to put you in your proper position once you peel back all the labels. Remember, whoever put you in captivity, what they do you have to change your name, like to African-American and Negro, right? But now we want to find out E-X-I-L-A-R-O-C-A. Come on, y'all lines, but y'all don't get me on that. No, no. Come on, Kai, you should be ready. Okay, man. Can you give me something? Yeah. All right, come on, give me something there. E-X-I-L-A-R-C-H. Yes. Was... Chief Prince. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. They were, they were called what word again? Chief Prince. No, what word before that? Oh. Uh, X E X 
I L A R C H. Oh, so they were called by this word too. And this word, we ain't gonna put the word up. We let all the uh, great speakers put this word up. We just spell it out to you. And see, you was called about this. They, they asked, remember, they came looking for you. They used this word to pick you too. Spell the word out again. E-S-I-L-A-R-C-H. Right. This is no word they were calling you. And what did that word mean? Chief Prince. The what? Chief Prince. I that so. You mean they were looking for the Chief Prince? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, they knew. They knew. They knew what they didn't want. Anybody of color, they would want the, the who? The chief prince. Very. And was the leader of the... The, yeah. the leader. They want the chief priest. They looking for just not any black. They're looking for the chief priest of the black. They're looking for the rulers of the black. That was over there. That's not no any type of middle-aged people. They're looking for the echelon. The echelon. That's how you pronounce it. But we just want to be without the word. The echelon. And they, they say, look here, where is the echelon at? Oh, you want the specific group of people. Yeah, you want the echelon. E-X-I-L-A-R-C-H. The echelon. So when they came over there looking for the echelon, and in English that word means the word here? Chief Prince. The Chief Prince. Leader. They want lead, they want the leader. The print, uh, we already said Prince. That's what we got. Huh? That's how you work with them now. So all these words is still reflected right back to Get into Hebrew words again. Nazi and not. Oh, young lion. Nazi and not G. So now, so now, a a mother, a mother Z. Now you know what you gotta do now, so you know. You know where you know where you know get around. I bring that 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 um belt that that is beaten back. There's no way of getting around it. I mean, the back got to be beaten. Cause we got to get this right, and we got to be ready to go. You like to see the you go to the fireman's place, they got the clothes already. Everybody, the, 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 the truck. If the alarm go off, they go immediately jump in them clothes and get on that truck and break out. That's how we got to do the movie that one. So they came to put the echelon. When they came over there, asked, where is the echelon at? Oh, you want the, you think they want in it? No, we don't want in it. We want them to live. We want them printed. We want them rulers. That's where we come from. Is that what we do? Hallelujah. What? The name they got is Echelon. They got Maggie. And they got Nazi. All these words are here talking about a people that is called the noble, the printed. Now, according to the Bible, who is the noble? And who are the princes? Now, 
So let's find out in the Bible who you're talking about. Hello. Come on there, Brother Makaya. Go to Jeremiah, the second chapter. And we're going to find out who, who, what is this going on here? You mean they, were, they, they didn't come to that coast looking for anybody? They were looking for the echelons. They were looking for the maggots and the noxious. So they know these words meant the leadership, the golden, high golden, a rock high golden. The word means the leaders of the exile. They want the leaders. They didn't want just anybody to bring over here to put their cotton. They want the world to have the best blessing. 28 verse 12. Read that book of Jewish. Read that Deuteronomy 28. They're looking for the one that had a, had a Deuteronomy 28, 12 working with them. Look at Judas. 28, 12 of Deuteronomy, let's say. The heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12 reads, The Yahweh shall open unto thee his good treasure. The, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Uh, so when the slave masters, what they look for, according to verse 28, they look for what kind of people uh, to do according to 28 verse 12. They look for what kind of people the one that had the blessing in their hand. They knew if we get the right one, they can get their sugar crops right. You want the one that the almighty Yahweh have on day a blessing to. <laughs> you see that? So they knew they weren't looking for anybody with melodated color. They were looking for uh, the Nazi. In a S I. They're looking for Maggie. N A G I D. They're looking for the Exelon. The E X I L A R C A. Now they're looking for they can't look for you. They want to look for just no anybody. They could have got the the souvenirs. They don't want no souvenirs because we all the, the women's six two. And the men at the Adam was six four and seven feet to eight feet tall. It wasn't about those statues. They wanted the business people that had the blessing in their hand. They could have got the souvenirs. Huh? That was called the African people. They could have got even the D O G O N Africans. No, they didn't want them. They, they wanted the peoples of the book. 
because they had the blessing in their hand. But as time went along now, these names that you were called, to destroy you, God still did the same So, uh, Brother Titus, Pronounce the three names again, Brother Titus. Pronounce the three names, the two Hebrews and the Exodus. Pronounce your name one more time that we can be clear that we're trying to edify this national audience that you were called by them and they wanted Pacific. Oh, you know, sometimes you want to go to a Pacific restaurant. Oh, you just pass me. I don't want to go to the restaurant. I want to go on the dinner, right? I don't want just any melted black. I want the who? Who, who, who they wanted um, all the world? They wanted who? The tribes, who they wanted. The tribes, who they wanted. E-N-A-S-I. Pronounce it. N-A-G-I-B, pronounce it. E-X-A-L-A-R-O-C-H, pronounce it. That's right. You want to talk to mouth. That's right. I got three words on the table. Hold on, hold on. Take your time and put a mass in order to be about seeing ourselves. We got three words on the table, and I want to know the definition of all three of them after you pronounce all three words. Come on. Okay. Nazi. Prince. Chief. Uh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Nazi. What's the next word? Nagget. Nagget. Good. Yes. N A G I D. The next word. Rasahagola. R O S A dash H A dash G O L A. Uh huh. And now give me the fourth word. E X I L A R C. Four words. What's the word say? X L R C. X-L-R-C-H. E-X-I-L. E-X-I-L-A-R-C-H. Now, all four of them words mean what? Now give it to me what the words mean. Meaning, okay. Exile, meaning uh, chief, rulers, uh, leaders, and, okay, commander. Noble. Noble. You see what you Ruler, friend, leader, uh, chief. So they didn't, they didn't come to get anybody. They didn't come to get anybody. They didn't come to trade with the God the nation that wanted a suitcase of money and gone and everything. They wanted specific people 
and had the blessing in their hand, and by the name they were called were four names that depict one people. One people. Huh? So they knew what they were looking for. Now let's talk about these nobles. Who are these nobles? You want to go to You want to find who these nobles is in Jeremiah 2.21? The book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, verse 21. 21 reads, Yet I have planted thee a noble vine, uh-huh. holy, a ripe seed. Uh-huh. How then are you turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine? Sometimes they, they know they need a job 
and it be your random test because you're going to get a check. You go through some things and get yourself fired. So this is called a random test on the young line. There's that random test on but now we saying what it is. They go be ready. They give you a, a random test on some job. Check. Then it your random test. God, dog, I messed around and done my thing. Now I lost my job. Yeah. Give me a random test, though. Still put out a random test on you every nine days. See where you at? What you reading there, Moses? He said fifteen twenty-four. Yeah. Did you give a book? Yeah, wrong. What book? Yeah, wrong. Yes, ma'am. I didn't see. The book of Romans, chapter fifteen, verse twenty-four. Verse twenty-four B. Whensoever I take my journey. Into Spain, I will come to you, for I trust to see you in my journey, and to be brought on my way. Good word by by you. If first I huh. good, that's good, mother. Now, please get that the German mother one verse three. What 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 you saying mean? Remember, you got people on record. Love to change your name. Jonah 1 verse 3. What, what is the proper way you look at the word Spain? Jonah 1 verse 3. When, when you look at the word Spain, what is the Bible, the biblical definition of the word Spain? Jonah 1 verse 3. Okay. Let me get back there. Jonah 1 verse 3. What is the biblical word for Spain? Because they love to change the name of it. Remember, when you change the name, you it's no more force to it no more. Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarsus from the present Joppa and went down okay. to the Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarsus from the present of Joppa. Yeah, Jonah chapter one verse nine. Yeah. 
And he yeah, said unto me, I am a Hebrew. Okay, good. That's it. That's all I want to know. I am a Hebrew. So he went over there looking for, he went over to Tarsus because who was over there? Israelite. Israelite was over there. Huh? Israelite was over there. But they didn't belong to that because the problem Yahweh is not there anyway. Yahweh is only in the east and the west. That's the people that they was over there because Nebuchadnezzar and brought over there. 586 BC. They were everywhere. But the point we make it here, you see where it's saying? It's positive. What is life is Now, if, if they get up even right now, if they, if they see it there now, well, let's see. They're running out of there, Mother Eve. Hey, Mother Eve, run out of there, 56. Let's see if they still there. It's, it's still a big tackle pool. You read earlier that over in Spain ain't nothing but Israelites over there. You read earlier, didn't you? Can you read earlier? I had a book of um, uh, Raymond Camp, there, young man. But Titus, I mean, Makai, didn't you read that? Hallelujah. Uh, didn't you read it already? Yeah, I was going on. Six, Take four. 
So where is that why wants you to say that, Mother Z? Take the time. Mother Z, Tyler Yacht Drop Judah, one of the most out of Cat One. You on the clock, come on. Um, Yahweh, I bless you, see Israel, or Royal see, I love you, Yahweh, and I'm going to read uh, um, Proverbs chapter 3, my son, starting at verse 1, my son, forget not my law, but let thou mind keep my Torah instruction, verse 2. For length of days and long life and peace shall shall they add to you. Verse 3, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about their neck. Write them upon the tables of thy mind. Verse 4. So shall they find favor and good understanding in the sight of Yahweh and man. Verse 5. Trust, trust in the Yahweh with all their mind and lean not unto their own understanding. Verse 6. In all their ways acknowledge and he shall direct thou pass. Verse 7. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Yahweh and depart from evil. And I would say, hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh.
Uh-huh. <laughs> you know who you are. My mother didn't go to bed and kept your mind and said I'm feathered for another. I'm living very a soup to say. It's full seven years, Mom. You can make it, but I still can't understand. I can't. You can't understand you, Mom? What's the Mom saying you, Mom? We don't understand you, Mom. He said, Carlos, and statement. You didn't hear oh. it. <laughs> Carlos, and statement. Oh, okay. Thank y'all all for the class. Thank y'all all for the teachers. And thank y'all all for able to be in the class. Okay. And I'm just going to read this one verse. Uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and they tend to know understanding. Hallelujah. Now, when he got into slavery by Melchizedek, they they sort of called themselves with a vile word. They got down to what they want to say. They got to call themselves by a vile word, and they come yaya. Yah-Yah. So he came Yah-Yah by putting his A in there, so he dropped the A, and he put the A in there, and it became Yah-Yah from Spain and Portugal. Now, once he went into captivity and left Spain and Portugal, they knew who they were sending. They were sending the Yah-Yah. But when the time they got to America, mm-hmm. when they got to France, mm-hmm. they became a another name. I mean, who became another name? The leaders of the captivity, the chiefs, the leaders, princes, rulers, the nobles, the echelons, the Nazi, the Nazi. You're gonna take it all that tomorrow with the war. But as other nations grab hold to you, then after 449, all these names that represent you as the leaders, every race of people start using a different name for the same position. The same position there. Now, you go case the point. Now, my brother Titus, give me a compact Bible dictionary. And look up on page one, two, thirteen. Let's find out something. Now this man now works his way down now as this word right here. And tomorrow we can take that real exclusive to more on time going out. Navi, Maggie, Epsilon, Gola, all mean the same thing. Chief, rulers, princes, rulers, the nobles of Judah. Okay. You know what to do. That means, matter of fact, um, matter of fact, it's um, in the book of Michael. Now, mind, in the book of Michael, 
Do you know that uh, if you put it in the Hebrew, the same word, the same, when you use words mentioned, but put the Hebrew word in there and like memory. If you lose strength, when you don't use the Hebrew word or the meaning of the word, you should lose strength. See? So in the book of Michael, in the book of Michael, look what it says in the book of Michael that we can read in the, and what book I want? Michael? 3 1. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take that 3 1. I did want to take a, a little bit okay. higher than that, but I said I'll do that tomorrow. All right. 3 1. Michael 3 1. The, big of, the book of Micah, chapter 3, pick it up at verse number 1. I mean, call the word out, but put the proper name The book of Micah, chapter 3, verse number 1. Verse mm-hmm. 1 reads, what? And I said, Here I pray you, O heads of Israel. The heads of Israel, but what did he say in Samaria? Testimony of his niggerness should not be. Wait, 
down of his meaningless nigger cock of what word? Page 
The second son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, one of the eight persons to live through the flood, he became the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negroes, the Nazis. Not, not, not the Negro, but, but not, not the who? Not the Negro. Okay, not the Negro. What the word Negro mean? Leader. Chief. Leader. Ruler. Nazi. Ruler. Nazi. Nazi. Nagy. Rasta. Exolent. Exolent. They know when they call you nigger, they call you in The temple. That was in Antioch. Certain seers and teachers and Barnabas and Simeon. That was called nigger. Made it not cheap. They were called. They were called nigger. They were called nigger there. And what the word nigger mean? Naggy. Cheap. Naggy.
They're giving you honor, and you don't even know what over to the young lion. Y'all got it. So who who's going with who? I am going to my closing statement. I'm going to First Chronicles chapter five, verse two. First Chronicles chapter five, verse two. For Judah prevailed above his brother, and of him came the chief ruler. But the birthright, but the birthright 